Hey everybody, I'm Jody Vance. And I'm George Affleck. And it's time for... It's fun. Happy birthday oh. to you. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. Happy birthday, stop. Eve, George. Happy Eve, yes, that's right. Eve. I know, yes. right? Crazy. And we will be talking to, again on your happy birthday Boxing Day because we're going to have right. fun on Sunday, right? We'll do a special early episode because then we'll take next week off after all this and talk about the results. If I don't know, there won't be a result for Vancouver. Who knows? We'll talk about the results and what that might mean. Uh, for spin in, in Vancouver and Surrey and all these other places, uh, positive or negative. How many episodes have we done about yes. this election? Well, ever since the wood chipper story ended. <laughs> Remember that one? Uh, that, that was, was in person. Problem. That was when we were yeah, in, that person. Was in person. That's when we first launched the show. That was the big hot story at that time in the legislature in Victoria. Four years ago, almost four years ago, 191 episodes. We're in 191 today. That's crazy. I think we're the longest lasting local podcast in Canada, I would say. Uh, and, yeah. and many, most episodes. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been crazy. This is, you know, they've, it's been, there's been un, the unending amount of material for us to do this show uh, this last four years because uh, it's insane. Everything. Will the insanity go away after this election? I don't know. Remember when you said, Vividly, I remember when you said, I don't know, hopefully we got as much to talk about tomorrow. And we've literally had so much every day that we, because we try and keep this podcast to 30 minutes, right? So yeah. it's a tight and bright, no spin, our opinions coupled with the facts and news that we can dig up as news yeah. hounds that we are, as both of us being journalists and, and radio hosts. So mm -hmm. let's dive in on the civic election now. We are in the final stretch here the home stretch as it were how do you see things shaping up because we're starting to see certainly in victoria i was seeing big lineups in early voting does that yeah. does that mean something it yeah, we have a lot of change elections too. We've got uh, Victoria, New West, where we have the uh, mayor's not running. So it's a big question mark. We have a new political party in New Westminster, which could change the landscape called Progress, which is it's the right wing party, but it's called Progress. <laughs> it's clever. Um, you know, I think that's yeah, spin, dude. That's yeah, yeah. spin. And it looks like a former anchor in Victoria might win the mayor in Victoria. So it's going to yeah. be interesting in those two cities uh, to see what happens. Of course, we have Vancouver and Surrey. But yeah, the lineups, uh, from what I understand, is in New West, certainly in Vancouver. Last night, I walked by Yale Town, line out, out the door. People, oh, I guess we're going to have great turnout. But actually, generally, we had record turnouts in the last election for the advance polls. Um because people are and learning so. about them each every election you get you sort of go oh i can go and you sort of learn that this is something you can do the problem is it's generally the people who would have voted anyways they're like the dedicated people who vote and so they're showing up early just to get it done because they're like i'm gonna vote so i'm just gonna go early i did so that I don't have to worry yeah that's the people who vote show up early so yeah. it, it as it showed in the last election the actual numbers went down um and so i don't think it's indicative of of what's going to happen overall for the numbers um because if you still walk around and ask anybody there's if there's an election that you 90 percent of the people you walk up to in any city will say what there's an election coming on saturday really what election it's sad mm. but it's true it so, is true okay before we get into vancouver because we got a yeah. lot to chew on in bc's biggest city 
I just want to point to Surrey because yeah. Brenda Locke is the front runner. Doug McCallum, much beleaguered. I mean, there's second a lot place. going on. There's a lot going on there. Sit in second place. But the big yeah. piece of that is we're still sitting where Doug McCallum's Surrey police, municipal police, is building and growing, and the RCMP are still there. So what the taxpayer in Surrey is dealing with right now is a, is a double dip. And there's like mm-hmm. this push either way between these two. You'd think they'd all work together and transitioning because it's we're that far down the line, but that doesn't seem to be the case. And Brenda Locke, the front runner is like front runner says, if I win the mayor's office, I am getting rid of the municipal police plan and going <laughs> back to what we have. Like well, there, there's a I lot mean, on the line here. I love it when these mayoral candidates say they're going to do something. You need a majority of the people that you know in the council to support you if you have that thing. So depending on what happens with the other councilors, will she bring uh, those like-minded people along, or will McCallum lose and McCallum's people win? You know, anything could happen. Mm. I suppose mm. uh, this—that's why these slates matter. Um, but you know, I think we talked about Brenda Locke winning a few, several weeks ago. Uh, as a, as a, I think I mentioned that she was probably the front runner. Um, you did. The uh, but what I'm surprised at is how well McCallum is showing up in some of the polls, which is one of the things that comes down to, and we'll talk about Vancouver as well, is how that impacts people's impulses on election day. You know, mm-hmm. when you look, when you get the, you know, campaign teams really hate too much data getting out unless it's going to help them get people out. If it doesn't, because two things happen, and this is a case in, in say Surrey, let's use that as an example right now. Okay, so now people are seeing okay. We really have two people, two front runners. Um, there were a lot of people uh, running against McCallum. It was a <clears throat> real mixture of people. Um, and what might help, help this might happen is a lot of people it'll galvanize the vote for either or both Brenda Locke or Doug McCallum. And so yeah. you could see McCallum surge. Some of those people who can't imagine voting for Brenda Locke will say, you know what, I don't want to throw away my vote on the other three people running. So I'm going to put, I'm going to go with McCallum because I don't want. Brenda Locke. Going with, going with the devil, I know, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and so it's never good for a campaign team to be a front runner and have that announced by every single poll. Um, and uh, it's especially when you have a real mixture of people where you don't have, you have a uh, undecided uh, as you do in most of the communities, certainly in Vancouver and Surrey. Okay. So what you just said there, mm-hmm. when the loudness shifts from what we've been saying for the past couple of years, which is this election is Kennedy Stewart's to lose as the incumbent and the only one running on the left. And all of a sudden the data showing the Ken Sim ABC party uh, going out in front, does that hurt his momentum? Okay. We don't know how well it depends on how well uh, Kennedy Stewart people get the vote out so those lineups who knows are we don't know are those are those people that uh, kennedy stewart's ndp supporters are are driving to the polls early uh you know we won't know until after the election where what kind of results uh, what would happen there um so you know or is it ken sim people or is it people who are so mad or is it colleen hardwick people who are just pissed and they want to they want to vote uh yeah. you know it's probably an older demographic so i'm guessing it's either hardwick or sim supporters generally uh because they vote and they show up and they like to get things done early um so you know i think that but to show that ken sim is so much farther ahead in some of the polls some of them really far ahead that really is bad news for ken sim as far as now the ndp 
I don't, I'm not on any of their mailing lists. Maybe you are. I don't know. But I haven't. I certainly am on the. I think actually I'm on one. But they 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 have their other lists that they have of people they know vote. They're real core supporters in the city uh, that have shown. I get everybody's. I get yeah, everybody's. They, you know, but they have their list. They have one list which is a generic list, and then they have a real list that's people that vote. And they they will literally be calling. I mean, NDP MLAs right now are probably on the phones calling their constituents. Saying mm. you got to go vote for Kennedy Stewart right now. You got to go do it. Otherwise, you're going to have a right wing government in Vancouver. Go vote. Go vote. I imagine every single MLA in Vancouver for NDP is doing that calling to their constituents right now, uh, along with their supporters, manually calling all the people they know that voted for them in the elections, it, provincial elections. They're calling those people saying, Thank you very much for your vote. I need you to help me out here. I need you to go right. support. Otherwise, our progressive policies, blah, 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 blah. So that's what we don't know. That's what we don't know. I haven't seen that reported. I haven't seen any rumors, but you know that's what they should be doing. What I'm shocked at, and I talked about this last week, really is I have not seen a Kennedy Stewart campaign at all. I mean, it really, he, I haven't seen him, I've uh, seen a few. I got a robocall. I got a robocall. I got a robocall. Robo and, yeah. and there was a thing yesterday that I got a, I got a press release for that was like, join him. And I can't remember who he was with. It was somebody else. The, the, these two men will be available for questions and photo opportunities. And I, I just saw that line of these two men. And I'm like, this was wow. written by a dude. This was written yeah. by a dude. But um, yeah. he was going to lay out his 50-day plan, his first 50 days. And I thought, really? That's the press release? And that's how you're positioning this? This is I the know. spin you're going to put on it? Because you just did a full term as mayor. And now yeah. you're going to make a promise of how you're going to magically fix everything in the first 50 days. How dumb do you think we are? Like that's, and can yeah. I go back to the NDP endorsement piece? Yeah. I, I live in David Eby's riding yep. and I have watched him over the last 12 years since I got back from Toronto. I've, I've, I've been a part of the, the messaging for lack of a better way. I'm not a died in the wool NDP voter. I'm a died in the wool nobody voter. I'm I'm the I'm the undecided the mushy, mushy middle. middle. I'm the mushy <laughs> middle. Um and but you gotta win my vote. And I'm telling you what, there's a lot that I like about David E. B. He makes himself available to me when I want to mm -hmm. ask him the hard questions. It's no holds barred when we have a conversation. He comes from a very consistent position and his endorsement of Kennedy Stewart changed <laughs> how I think about him. No, I'm oh, telling really? you, it oh. changed how I think about David huh. Eby because did you read, I'm putting you on the spot here because we didn't talk about this prior to, we have our little chat before we start the podcast. Did you read Kirk LaPointe's article in yeah. business in Vancouver? Okay. The ending that, was, I figured that out, which I thought was <laughs> basically a tickle and a slap to Ken Sim, the whole thing. Because it was like, eh, he's, he's, you know, when you're faced with meh, basically it's like you who else is there that's what one of his campaign teams said to to kirk at the end he's like well why why should you know well because there's you know it's just as good, it's good enough basically it's like oh my god we've come to this point where it's like well what other choice do we have and but i like to like this election I, in general. there are two things and and full disclosure kirk lapointe is a friend of mine he's a friend of yours we like kirk i worked with him at roundhouse radio so he's been a colleague i i I like that he started this column. You can find it at biv.ca. I think it's businessvancouver.ca. Mm -hmm. um, he started by basically, just so you know, I, I ran for mayor. I was under this party. I know this mm -hmm. person in here's how. I know this person in here's how. I know this person in here's yeah. how. 
Now I'm going to tell you how I feel about the candidates. And the first thing that he really explained was the real big issue that I have first and foremost with the current mayor, uh, Kennedy Stewart, is, is how he didn't lead in the craziest mm -hmm. time of our lives as a global community with this mm -hmm. pandemic. And the way Kirk wrote it resonated with me in that that's why, because I don't tell people how to vote. I can't tell you, George, how many people have reached out and said, just tell me who to vote for. And I'm like, I can't. I am mm -hmm. telling you who I'm not voting for because I cannot vote for somebody who right when we're hit with go home, stay home, we're screwed. Your jobs are done. Everybody, y'all might die. Well, then, uh, he went. Kirk pointed out we ended up having a surplus, a big surplus that year. In right, because he got it wrong. But in that moment, his leadership yeah. moment was we're screwed, we're Turtled. bankrupt, and we Turtled. might not be able to pay the police. So it's like, okay, great. Well, he didn't want to pay the police at that time. <laughs> that was when, it was nuts, man. It was yeah, crazy yeah, time. So yeah, anyway, yeah. So when people ask beyond that, the other thing I wanted to touch on with you, spin-wise, mm -hmm. you're so great at this. This is why we call it on Spun Podcast, right? Um, we were talking about oh, on Twitter. Is that why we call it? No. Smart ass. Four yes. years. I had no idea. Four years. I didn't know. Uh, the name we came up with in three seconds. The, um, it was your lovely partner, Amanda, the, the, the piece of this with Justin McElroy, who we love, uh, CBC reporter, Justin McElroy, he's been tweeting some stuff about polls and what have you and whatnot. And I really found it interesting because one poll seemed like, wow, Colleen Hardwick is way closer to the top two than we thought. And then as Justin does, he explains that and it's like mm -hmm. first and foremost that's a poll that was commissioned by the hardwick team mm -hmm. people and they removed undecided and they removed so-and-sos and they removed people who you know whatever fill in well, the they, blank in the take out all the people that the intent yeah the intention was to drive to motivate hardwick voters to, oh well she does have a chance then i will vote right. for her. that, was that spin that spin yeah. and and i'm glad for justin putting it out there um, and explaining it, but it yeah. was like, Ooh, I didn't see. Cause it was like 46%, not quoting the numbers exactly, but it was like 46% of voters say they're voting for Ken Sim and 42% of voters say they're voting or 36 say they're voting for Kennedy Stewart. And then 21% say they're voting for Hardwick, which every other poll I'd seen the top two and Sim and Stewart were within just a couple of percentage. And Hardwick was down here with Mark Marison, like Mm -hmm. in the maybe double digits like it was one of those so mm -hmm. are you prepared to look at what we might see unfold on saturday tomorrow um in terms of, of how this might play out well i think it will be you know I, I mean the prediction is is very iffy i still think it might be close but i think you know you could see a sweep of abc if some of the data we're seeing if that momentum is there if and if, if kennedy stewart's vote doesn't show up uh, this morning he was Burma shaving in Yaletown and Burma shaving. What's that mean? It means, uh, you know, when people st stand in the corner and they're like jumping around with their signs. Right. Uh, it's, you know, it's a standard thing you do. And he was in Yaletown and there was, he had four people with him. And on the pre-election day, you should have 40 people with you, especially for the mayor, all person out there, Burma shaving. Generally Burma shaving yeah. is what you do with uh, your campaign team and your people to keep them busy on that, you know, yeah. run out of things to do. And, you know, it's yeah. a way to get those dr drivers who are, you know, to get them to rem remember to vote. It's a basic advertising. So right. that was interesting. And, and uh, remember uh, the sign because they're yeah. holding up the signs. Right. I remember we that That's last right. election, it was like union 
uh, union workers were given the day off with pay if they went and stood on a corner yeah, during rush hour in morning. And bur- what's it called? Yeah. Bur- and that might happen tomorrow morning. That could happen tomorrow morning, I suppose. Right. But, uh, you know, and so there is, and, and then you look at both, all the campaigns are now attacking Ken Sim. So that means that all their polling must show that he is the problem for them. And that's when, but of course, in any time you're talking about your opposite, the person, the other person, not about yourself, you're losing. I talked about that many months ago when we were talking about elections. And when you start talking about the person you're running against in your messaging, you're losing. Uh, You want people to be talking about you uh, because they are afraid of you. And right now, nobody's talking about uh, Colleen Hardwick or, or Kennedy Stewart as a threat. They're talking about Ken Sim as a threat and how our city will be worse off because of that. So that's good news for Ken Sim. But again, it goes back to the machine that NDP may have that we don't know about. Your yeah. point about EB, that 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 double-edged sword of endorsements, uh, you know, I think just because you're a provincial NDP it may not mean that you're, you know, you, you look at civic politics differently. I think people, you look at Colleen Hardwick's slate, you've got uh, Bill Thielman and Colleen Hardwick, you know, and she's a, say, she says she's a federal liberal. Uh, Bill is a NDPer, and then they've got, she's got a couple of you know former MPAers, right wing, fairly right wing people on there as well. So she's got the probably the most diverse slate, uh, I would say, of of the of the candidates. So there might be enough there mm-hmm. uh, for NDPers to go. Maybe I'll do Colleen. So that's kind of they, and that was kind of and it's not a woman thing when I say this is sort of like Shauna Sylvester in the last election. Mm-hmm. It's not about her being a woman. I would love to see a woman be mayor. I would love it. Um, what the problem, as you had been saying in all the months and weeks now leading up to the big election day, uh, tomorrow, October 15th, is how the vote splitting might happen. And we're, we're kind of seeing that. And, and, and And my, my issue, my my issue with people who want to ask you that question about voting, does anybody ask you, you know, talk about voting slate i have nobody everybody who i talk to is not voting slate on the council nope nobody wants to vote slate on the council because vision vancouver is still a very bad taste in the mouth so what i say to people is like please don't do the mishmash of people and everybody (laughs) should be new because we just trained them i think i hope there's a number of of really good counselors i know i voted for a couple who i believe have learned their lessons of agenda voting up to this mm-hmm. point and we'll try and do the things to 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 knock the priority list in the right order i mm-hmm. i hope i might be wrong i might be wrong but i'm i'm sure we'll come back to that but it, it going in when you take your pen your sharpie that they give you and yeah. the extra long ballot don't feel you must check or circle every option yep that they give you only the people you know and yeah. when you go with the people you know you actually plump up that vote yeah uh the and the word plump is is, is frowned upon by the way uh, oh is it wait wait i waited wait um, what is it why um, is it frowned upon i don't know it's just a thing that people say it sounds scammy or something it's okay wait waited because it's like you're specifically telling people to wait to vote some way or something. But when you do this, I, I am telling them to wait, vote this <laughs> it does way. wait to vote uh, in favor of those people. The, the math is there. I, I will say I have a friend named Wade uh, and he, he is my, I, you know, Rob McDowell and I, who talk a lot about politics, Rob run, he was my campaign manager, we're neighbors, we're friends, been friends forever. 
we talk about politics a lot. Uh, and we always talk, think about Wade. He is the test case of the electorate of this province, just because okay. he's not super engaged. Uh, he has, understands some things. He's he's kind of angry. He's angry about you know we know he's ang- he's kind of angry about this. A lot of things you go yeah that's what people are angry about. He sent me his list and I went and he said what do you think of my list and I went he said who else should I vote for? I, this isn't everybody and I said well you don't have to vote for all ten and Wade Nat's list is pretty good and it was all over the map. It was all over the map. And so what yeah. I, I think is po- what was interesting it was I think there was only one person on there I think that was a incumbent. He 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 really distaste for a lot. it. People do yeah. not want to vote for this council. That's in there. in my head. I know who that is. <laughs> well, right, it's, yeah, but you yeah, can exactly. you can say like because yeah. because that person probably could have run for mayor, but that's the difference between mm-hmm. the councillor. Because you've explained this to me so many times, and I think this is a very important piece of the puzzle. The mayor's vote in Vancouver is only one vote. Yep. It's a vote. This huge slate of people is more of an ego party than it is anything else, particularly uh, for those who are just maybe peeling off a couple of votes from actually putting it in a direction that's best for the city. Like I just, I look at it and that's how I explain it to people when they come at me. And and again, I've said, if you want me to look at who you're, who you're voting for, I will, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to tell you who to vote for because yeah. I'm just, I'm very much not, I'm, I have distaste for the incumbent. Yeah, it's it's so. What I think is like the scenario, and I've talked about this before because NP, or ABC is running seven, everybody else is running six. The parties. So now you've you've as we talked, you just talked about this. If, okay, so they are they going to vote all seven, or you know, or, or that weakens all those right. seven votes potentially, unless there's a huge wave that is Ken Sim support. A likely scenario is we have a new mayor. But we have a whole bunch of mixed up council again, and so then Ken Sim doesn't ends up in the exact same situation as uh, with Kennedy. less political experience. He ends up in the yeah in the exact well, same yeah. position as Kennedy Stewart with, but he's a business person and he's <laughs> you know no yeah that, well, yeah I mean I don't I never uh, that argument on anybody. I mean I'm a business person and running a business is completely different than running. You but know, what was that you like know, for you to you learn? Expect bureaucrats, unless you are an autocracy, uh, a dictator, you can't. And, and and in a weak mayor system, you do not have this power. So if you don't have a majority yeah. of council, and even if you do, envision had it, you know, moving that dial to change the speed at which you know bureaucrats move. Come on, there's a the bureaucrat. The word is enough to tell you, you know, about speed, and that's not a slam to staff at city hall it's just the nature of the beast and that's the way it goes the the big one that ken sim talks about is this hundred days and then this whole hundred police and hundred mental health and oh my god you you don't think vision tried that with their super majority they tried they did i was there we put a whole bunch of money towards permitting and zoning and all that stuff and they could barely move the dial they barely Crazy. moved it. If you can't incent, uh, they did, and what they did, they reduced, kept raising the price of development costs, and and that was worse. So they kind of were trying to fix this, and they were doing, trying to find money, and they were so to put it into rental housing. So it's it's those kind of promises are always interesting. All so over the map. It's not a, it's Let, not, City Hall doesn't run like a business. Let's flip the switch. Of course, people are going to watch you on CTV. You're going to be a pundit on yes, election night uh, on your birthday. Yeah. Yes, uh, you can follow along, George. Underscore. <laughs> Affleck, that hurt my earbuds. 
Uh, George <laughs> underscore Affleck on Twitter. I'm at Jody Vance on Twitter as well. Jody with a Y at Jody Vance at George underscore Affleck. Follow us along there. Unspunpodcast.com is where you can like and subscribe. So this podcast comes direct to your inbox. I want to shift away from politics of the municipal sort and talk about the politics of the flu shot. Yes, you heard me right. Oh my God, really? I saw you now guys and you, and you and Linda talking about this on your show last night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, why did you add a layer of bureaucracy? They've, so clarify this for listeners and viewers, what, what's happened? What, what is going on? Remember I'm, when you used to just, because I get a flu shot every year. Yeah, I, I'm a da- daughter of a scientist. Why wouldn't you? I want mm-hmm. less flu. I know I'm already going to get sick from the flu because the flu shot doesn't protect you from getting the flu it protects you from getting a severe flu. And I don't want a severe flu. I want to get through it as fast as I can. I don't like being sick. There you go. We are in for an exponentially worse, we are told, flu season because of two years of wearing masks and staying apart. The flu virus has, you know, the variants have changed. Literally, we're getting the same wording and what have you. So ever more important to get your flu shot this year. And that's Mm -hmm. what the government's saying. Get your flu shot as of October 11th you will be able to get your flu shot. I'm like, great. Go, I call my pharmacist who I know by name. Flu shot's good, like I do every year. Are they there? Uh, and, and the la- last two years, I've actually called on the day that they got the flu shots. And I was able to, and they're like, yeah, we're not rolling out appointments yet. And I'm like, oh, well, what does that mean? And they're like, well, you can get the private supply, which is pay. And I, I thought, okay, well, how much are they? And he was like, $20. I said, okay, well, give my son and I our flu shots. I'll pay 40 bucks, whatever. Let's do it. I, w- I don't have time to mess around is typically how I, and then I thought, well, mm-hmm. is this a, is this a private health? Th-? Anyway, I kind of had that about it. So this year when I said, do you have them? Uh, we have supply, but all of our bookings are full and you got to go through the get vaccinated site to book. Right. And I'm like, what? Okay. But do you have any, any, private supply or whatever, the ones that I've been getting there. No, we don't have private supply this year. It's all through the get vaccinated. I'm like, okay. So I go to get vaccinated. I go sign in. Same as doing your COVID shot. You know, you get all the options of the pharmacies you can go to. I clicked mm-hmm. on absolutely everyone within a 22 kilometer radius. No appointments. Really? Not, none. I'm like, wow. So it's the Hunger Games for the flu shot now. Oh, yeah, That's the what pharmacies we're already had this all figured like? out. I, God, why bother? Like, what is going on? They, I guess they feel like, oh, we created this great little system for the COVID shot. Let's, let's, let's. I mean, is there, is it a money maker? I don't even understand what's going on. <laughs> it's like, what's I don't. The logic? I do, are they trying to justify the people they're paying to work in the get vaccinated area in this? Like, are they tracking who gets it? Maybe that's it. Are they tracking you? I don't know. Anyways, if you get the shot, are you supposed to, or they don't don't submit? It shows up. It does show up. Your your guest did say that it doesn't have to, or they don't have to file it. Right. I thought she said something like that. Maybe it's, maybe that's it. Yeah. Dr. Anna Wallach, we, she is amazing, very outspoken family physician who Mm. is feeling very frustrated because she's having issues getting it. And then of course, as happens on Twitter, when you have the discussion on Twitter, people are like, well, I just walked into my pharmacy and I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that's, <laughs> that's the way it should be. Great. That's the way I always did it. Or they would say, yeah. come back in a couple hours. We've got time. We'll have it ready for you. So right. 
you know, uh, I don't know, you know, there you go. Bureaucracy, right? You know, government loves creating more bureaucracy. So, you know, when you get into office and you think you can change things, uh, it's like a whack-a-mole, you know, okay, I'm fixing this over here. And then it pops another problem over here. It's, you know, it, and, and, and generally it, if I go back to this thing on, on the bureaucracy and cause that's bureaucracies. Yeah. Unions don't like change generally. So, you know, they, they, if Ken Sim wins and gets a majority and he goes in there trying to do the things, some of the things he's talking about, he's going to get a lot of pushback from those unions and they're going to, because Sam right. Sullivan tried it and that didn't work out well for him. So, you know, they, they definitely, uh, you know, want to drive the bus when it comes to, you know, some of the, the ways they do, the way they do things and change mm. is not something a lot of uh, unions like they, it's because it's complicated and they have to change the way they do things. So you know we're going to see, but I, I I don't understand the this whole flu shot thing. It's so bizarre to me. It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. Why? 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 And why I, indeed? I got my, my four shot schedules for next week. I think. Great. So I well, good for you. Back. You'll get your you'll get your flu shot at the same time. Will I? Oh, yes, I you I will. Actually, oh, okay. Yeah. Make me really that, sick, won't it? No, actually, handsome Brad, our executive producer, Brad McLeod, handsome yes. Brad, we call him. He got both his uh, bivalent COVID-19 booster, as well as his flu shot on Wednesday, midday, and mm -hmm. flew over from Victoria where he lives, uh, flew over to do our show uh, here in town and was a little tired, but not bad considering he got both. Um, he, but he managed the, the prior COVID shots with no problem. So okay. maybe it's tied to whether or not you get knocked down really by the other zone. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't different. really impacted by them, but. Okay. 11 o'clock on Sunday. We're I know. meeting. I know. We'll, meet we're 11, we'll record uh, McKenna, one of my team who does the upload to the audio version. Uh, so we'll have it out probably early afternoon on Sunday. Um, okay. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I, last election we were at CTV and cause we couldn't, well, we called it before anybody else. Because uh, yeah. I said this guy's done. If he couldn't win by a big chunk, then he was only that close. He still won. Kennedy won by six hundred votes, I think. But it was still six fifty-seven or whatever votes. I think that yeah. night. But you know, you kind of see the momentum was not there for Ken Sim last time. We'll yeah. see this time. Uh, yeah. You know, was the, the problem was last time we worked so late at CTV that I didn't get the bar. We couldn't get a beer. It's too late to go out for a beer. Take it. Take it. Take a six yes. back to the studio. Take it to the studio. To the, uh, you want to go out there and but time go We know what it's like wine. to have the wine. We know how to have the wine and the chips at check. So, yeah, you know, yeah. teach the CTV a little something, something. Peace out, buddy. Happy birthday. I'll see you when you're way older. We'll, yeah. Oh. <laughs> we'll see you Sunday. Go, uh, go okay. vote, everybody. 